0: This is What The Flux, I'm Brett. And I'm Justin, and it's Wednesday the 6th of April. Justin, India and Australia Mm -hmm. have signed a big new economic pact, which basically cuts duties or taxes Mm -hmm. on more than 85% of goods exported to India. Love that. Hey man, I've got a good news story for you as well. The New South Wales government is close to announcing a new program to support female founders. And it ain't small, we're talking upwards of $10 million. Love that three inspiring stories today, Justin. Let's do it. Or our first, the CEO of... Tesla, Elon Musk, has acquired a 9% stake in Twitter and is now Twitter's largest (laughs) shareholder. Is there an industry that Elon Musk doesn't want to get his grubby hands on? What's the latest with this madman? Okay, so we all know Twitter, the social media platform with over 200 million daily active users. Where you can read the latest breaking news. Or have beef with a celebrity. (laughs) Now Brett, Elon Musk has more than 80 million Twitter followers and on March 25, he asked his followers if they thought Twitter encouraged free speech and around 70% of them said no. And now, Justin, it's been revealed that Elon bought over 70 million shares in Twitter on March 14th. And since then, Twitter shares are up nearly 50%, including 27% after news of his ownership was released. So there could be a new sheriff in Twitter town. (laughs) So what is the key learning here? When an investor takes a significant stake in a company, it's usually for financial reasons. But sometimes, it's not. Now, we can only guess that Elon's investment in Twitter may be more about freedom of speech Mm -hmm. and less about actually making money. You see, Elon likes posting on Twitter and has a massive influence on the share markets and the crypto market. He announced Tesla would accept Bitcoin and the price jumped by nearly 11%. Then he said Bitcoin was bad for the environment. The price dropped more than 7%. So it's fair to say Elon uses Twitter frequently to express his opinions on various topics. From regulation, to crypto, to capital markets, to memes and everything in between. So the purchase gives Elon direct access to Twitter's top management. And it's unlikely that Twitter would now ban its number one shareholder, like it did with Donald Trump. For our second story, Australian Super, the nation's biggest superannuation fund, has locked in a deal worth nearly $3.6 billion to jointly buy the telco infrastructure firm Axicon. It's a very interesting move, this one, Justin, from a super fund, so tell me more. Okay, Australian Super, they've got $260 billion in assets under management, which means yes, it is Australia's largest super fund. Bigger than HostPlus, mm-hmm. bigger than Seabus, and yes, bigger than Hester. And as it happens, B-Man, Super has a very big infrastructure portfolio. Now, this would include assets like New South Wales Ports, Mm -hmm. the Sydney Airport, Perth Airport. And now, Brett, Australian Super has bought Axicom in partnership with a company named Australian Tower Network. And Justin, this $3.6 billion deal well and truly shows how serious Australian Super is about steady and safe income. (laughs) So what's the key learning here? While your risk appetite for investing may be high, your super funds certainly (laughs) is not. You see, the main role of a super fund is to protect, invest, and grow their members' hard-earned retirement funds. And there is nothing safer than investing in infrastructure assets. That'd be airports, seaports, toll roads, and yes, telecommunication towers. So, although telco infrastructure sounds boring snoozefest, for super investors, it's certainly not. And talk me through why. Well, in this case, as the new owner of Axicom, OzSuper will earn steady income from lease contracts (laughs) with telco companies that actually rent space on these towers. And as demand for mobile connectivity increases in Australia and around Around the world, you could say it's exciting times for Oz Super. Mm -hmm. For our third and final story, the owner of Aussie Department Store, David Jones, and the Country Road Group has denied the wave of speculation that it is planning to (laughs) exit Australia. This is real juicy, huge if true, I'd say. What is with this one? (laughs) So let me give you some context, Justin. Back in 2014, David Jones was bought for $2.1 billion by a South African company named Woolworths. Mm -hmm. Different to the Australian company. Uh But Brett, it has been underperforming pretty much ever since. Yep. The boom in e-commerce has meant more shopping online and not in-store. Then chuck in DJs' attempt to get fresh produce selling in their department stores, which was a major failure. (laughs) And then a -a (laughs) once-in-a-century pandemic. And you can understand why operating profits at DJs have more than halved in the last four years. So Justin, it wasn't a huge surprise earlier this week when several media outlets reported that Woolworths was talking to investment banks about a possible sale of David Jones. But now, a spokesperson from Woolworths, South Africa, has denied any sale of David a joke. Nothing to say here, folks. Just business as usual. Um, Just go and focus on Maya. Yeah, go focus on Maya. <laughs> but, Brett, one thing's for sure. Woolworth South Africa will continue to face speculation of a sale unless it turns DJs around. So true. So, what is the key learning here? When international companies expand into a new market, they need to take into account the nuances of that country. I'd be thinking cultural differences, I'd be thinking customer preferences, certainly thinking legal and regulatory barriers. And, Brett, Woolworth South Africa isn't the first international company that's expanded or invested heavily in Australia and then kind of failed. Mm, some quick examples that come to mind, Topshop, mm-hmm. Max Brenner, Ed Hardy. The one big example in the retail space was Starbucks. Oh yeah, they tried to push into Australia all the way back in 2000. But when it comes to coffee, we're more cafe and less <laughs> major retail chain. That's why in 2008, Starbucks closed 61 stores to the tune of $143 million loss. So Brett, right now, David Jones investors may be worried that DJs could be yet another big name on the Aussie expansion, scrap heap. <laughs> Justin, another huge week of Win the Week, I understand. Now I think you've got the little list over there, do you? 40 big winners this week, including Helnay no Save from Victoria, who won 50 bucks. Pass me that. Oh, Vicey New South Wales, 25 bucks. Nice. Our Mando New South Wales, 25 bucks as well. If you want a great incentive to save where well, you can win cash prizes, make sure you play Win the Week on the Flux app. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.